Welcome to the Live Big Podcast. I'm Caitlin Carver, your host today, and I'm really, really excited today because we have a very special guest on the show. He's just returned from Kauai uh, doing some training. His name is Ben Bemmel, and he's one of my favorite people in the whole entire universe. He's a beautiful spirit. Um, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about Reiki, somatics, uh, body work, and overall just talking about universal connection to the universal energy, how we can incorporate it into our lives. So welcome to the show, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. How was your trip? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Six months, very transformational. Um, what I imagined before going was definitely not what happened. Mm. Um, and that's a beautiful thing because, mm -hmm. as they say, man plans and God laughs. So I've heard that quote like five times in the last week. That's really? so weird. Yes. Well, there you go. Anyways. Universal <laughs> connection yeah. at its best. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of drew you to that school in Kauai? Like why, why that area? Why that school? So in 2016, I backpacked the island. Um, and I participated in ayahuasca ceremony while I was there. How was that? Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So three ceremonies over four nights that wow. were extremely transformational. My personal recommendation when it comes to plant medicine is you have to wait until the medicine calls you. Mm -hmm. Don't let your ego drive you to run out and chase it. The time will come and the mm -hmm. presentation will happen synchronistically. And when it does, then the timing's right. Mm -hmm. So... Really what happened was I fell in love with the island because the, the connection that was made through the plant medicine and just feeling into my heart was so profound. I really was looking for an excuse to go back. Mm. And then I, I would, I'd been contemplating for almost eight years massage. And so I just literally Googled massage school in Kauai and PCAB, the Pacific Center for Awareness and Bodywork, popped mm. up. And then I went about planning and getting all the details sorted so I could get out there and mm -hmm. have that experience. So you were super drawn to it as soon as you saw it type of yeah. thing. Like you went, well, you went looking for it and then it kind of yeah. popped up for you. I sought it out really, like I said, as an excuse to get back to the island. Mm. And what better way to <laughs> incorporate like vacation over six months, but sure. an education and a way to immerse myself in the actual local living on the island because that's something that for me when I travel I really love to do. Mm -hmm. It's easy to go and sit in a hotel and kind of exclude yourself from what's actually happening there mm -hmm. but to get involved and to know what's happening on the ground is really cool because I really believe in like boots on the ground but head in the sky. <laughs> so I like to have that nice um, balance between the dualities and not get too caught up in either extreme. Right. Yeah. So when you wanted to, like, you learned about somatics, right? Mm -hmm. Am I pronouncing somatics. that? Somatics. Yeah. So the soma is the body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, like, what drew you to that then? Like, obviously, that's more learning about the physical body. Yeah. So what, how that incorporates is that um, through body work, obviously, the one doing the work needs to be very conscious of where they're moving, what they're pushing, how they're moving it pressure, depth. Mm. And so through the process of learning it, the greatest way to truly learn is to understand the self, in my mm. opinion. So through body mapping and coming to know my own body better, it helps me to understand 
how I can help somebody, especially if they're experiencing pain or discomfort. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. so, like, what would they do to, like, within your training to allow you to get to know your own body? Um, so, for example, uh, pertaining to knowing the body, you would do movements, stretches. Um, but a lot of it was actually mm-hmm. through, like, palpation. So they would have one of us on the table, and um, you would actually, like, while being worked on, you body map. So you really follow exactly where the pressure is and really notice how your body responds to when, say, for example, if somebody touches your deltoid, which is just next to your shoulder, you start to feel really into that. And what am I experiencing? What am I experiencing while, while I'm feeling that? And, and where am I feeling it? What's the sensation? And right. how you just understand through noticing the whole relationship to that part of your body. And it's interesting because there's a lot of muscles and a lot of tendons that we don't realize their greater importance in our overall wholeness, mm-hmm. yet every little piece, it's so vital. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine one nut being removed from a, a vehicle on the wheel, you know. Right. Could be devastating, mm-hmm. but it's also extremely important, so... So it's extremely important, but, like, don't you find there's a, a ton of people out there that don't, so they obviously don't treat their body very well, hmm. and yet they're still functioning, and maybe they even trick themselves into functioning at a very high capacity, even though they may not be very connected to their body or body aware. For instance, for example, like a hockey player or somebody who just plays sports, using their body as a very functional Mm-hmm. item mm-hmm. instead of something that they see as more of a sanctuary that w- where they can connect to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, spiritually or deeper physically. Mm. Piece by piece. But the body <laughs> tends to just keep going. It, yes, and can know? forget those parts. Yeah. So basically they become numb. So right. through somatic awareness and somatic um, understanding and experiencing, mostly the, those parts will come back online through the experiencing. What's really important is um, it comes down to what do you want? Do you want to experience all of your Mm -hmm. body? Do you feel it's useful to experience all of your body? And a lot of times people don't even know that they're numb. So yeah, exactly. So what happens through the experiencing is then it's actually a really amazing process because as you touch into these places and the recognition through the noticing, oh, this thing, wow, how amazing. Mm -hmm. And then there's a new relationship with them and their body, this piece. And piece by piece, you have the potential to build that up and get a fuller relationship with your entire body, your wholeness. Because we are spirit, mind, body, heart, you know, all of it combined, Mm -hmm. not one thing over the other. But we do all function more primarily, secondarily, from different spots. Right. Yet the goal is to become a fully enlivened living being. And Mm -hmm. through that, there's the experience of each different portal of experience. So would you, because like through your experience, have you kind of experienced kind of a spiritual awakening in a different way, would you say? Or? I would say I became aware of many of my own pitfalls. And so through Mm -hmm. that process, I've noticed like what I can work on and what I can be honest with myself about to overcome and potentially have a spiritual awakening. So, mm. um, what do you mean by pitfalls? Like recognizing my own um, 
inadequacies, like really seeing them firsthand, having them reflected to me. And then, you know, mm -hmm. through that, really seeing myself, I, I have become aware of how I can actually elevate and evolve. But I have to take a serious look at those things. And, mm -hmm. and that can be frightening and scary, but that is the journey. Like, yeah. you know, it's, I'm not trying to skip past anything. I'm not trying to rush. I believe strongly in taking my time and truly this, this experience, life is a marathon for me. That's amazing. Um, and I'm okay with, uh, ch facing these challenges. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. To just sit with it. Yeah, to sit with it and to actively engage it, mm -hmm. both. Right. Yeah, because, well, okay, so actively engaging in it, it like diving deep, mm. right? Like the shadow work, is that mm -hmm. kind of what you're talking about? The sh Absolutely. Can you explain shadow work a little deeper to people? So shadow work would be the, like, unconscious self. Right. Um, the patterns, as our mind is a tool, it is very, very profound at creating and recognizing pattern mm -hmm. so through that patterning process we come to think that we we know right right a smart man thinks he knows a wise man knows he knows nothing <laughs> so with that being said if we think we know we're tricking ourselves right. so to come to understand those neurotransmitters are locked in because we've been for so long exposed to certain stimuli that have told us this is this so mm -hmm. Now, through noticing somatic awareness, we become able to break those neurotransmitters, those connections that have already been established, just by noticing. In psychology, if someone says you're disassociated, to become disassociated, all you have to do is recognize that you're disassociated, because then you are associated. <laughs> Same with the mind. All you have to do is notice the pattern. As you notice the pattern, it becomes a possibility to create a new one. So it's a simple process. Mm -hmm. For me, what shadow work is, it is the habituated response to external stimuli over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And it becomes very deeply, deeply ingrained. Exposure in society, family, right. everything, media. We're living in a world where we're bombarded. Mm -hmm. So now we have to take a time for ourselves to look at those things. How is that affecting me? What biases and fallacies am I living from? Right. I'm consciously living from them, but they're unconsciously motivating my conscious decisions. Right. So that's shadow work, going into the depths, yeah. diving deep, and really stirring it up so that it mm -hmm. can be worked with, bringing it onto the table. Right. So do you feel like your vibration has changed after this experience? What would you say? You haven't seen me. <laughs> I have only seen you for like a little bit. You just got back. Um... I always think your vibration is amazing, though. Thank like, you. Yes. That's beautiful. That's like, I just love being around you. My short yeah. answer is yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have recently been reading a lot of articles just that have kind of popped up on social media in terms of this fad that we need to be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, that's becoming very popular on social media. It's, an, it's a beautiful belief, and it has function. <laughs> right. But it's a belief, and beliefs yes. are sails to our boats. So, you know, we can be very choosy about right. what sail we erect so that mm -hmm. our boat can sail. Mm -hmm. I would say, does the sun always shine? Well, no. <laughs> then being <laughs> habitually not. happy is just, it's one extreme and it's negating another possibility to experience. And this being a marathon, 
the point is to experience the full spectrum. Mm-hmm. With that being said, there's another option. Extreme positivity, you can kind of like fake it till you make it and mm-hmm. stay in a state of very uplifted positivity um, because the mind and the thoughts can have such an effect on the emotion and the emotion, right. energy and motion is the thing that we're putting out into the world. And that's how the universe recognizes our needs. Right. We're choosing what we need. Right. We draw it to us. Right. So we got to put it out. So I would say there's a fine line. As yeah. human beings, I rather, I personally would rather mo- walk the middle ground because it gives me a fuller and broader perspective on life. Right. Yeah, and I find that that fine line is really, it's very, very difficult because we're talking about shadow work, mm-hmm. which takes a lot of guts to sit with the things that you don't like about yourself or the things that have happened in your life that you don't want to look at or admit to. Um, But we can't sit in that all the time, even though that shadow work is intense and we have to move through it sometimes and it does take a while. When is that point? Like, what was that? I guess, what is an experience you've had where you've kind of had to pull yourself out of that because I know for me, like recently, just with experiences and I've gone in through grief again for, and I haven't gone through that in a long time, um, I, haven't had, I haven't been able to change my grief until I w- got sick of it. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I was sick of it. So that's when I was like, I really have to buck up and I have to go right. and do something that's going to make me feel good, happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to get seduced into living from that space. Yes. Because it's it's so so real. It feels so real. Yes. Um, uh, For me, I I don't really try to disrupt my experience of an emotion. Hmm. I would say what's more beneficial in my experience is me altering my relationship Mm -hmm. mentally with the thing I'm experiencing, with that felt sense. So with that feeling like you mentioned grief what's your relationship with grief is it something that you see as useful is it something that you see as like taking up time and taking away from the other things in life or does it have a place and if it has a place does it have a time limit right so it's all about our relationship with it Mm. just like our relationships with other people we have to really set boundaries we have to discern what works and what doesn't Mm -hmm. and so it's always a constant it's being a constant aware. play, being aware yeah. of where where am I at in relation to this. Right. So I would say there's no do this or don't mm-hmm. do this or mm-hmm. just be aware. Right. As we already naturally are. We are all just pure awareness. Right. The story is all just, it's, it's a filter. It's the way that we are perceiving the self. Right. And that's to create the individuated nature of being a human. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, though, we're just renting these things, this <laughs> name, this body. Right. It's a long-term rental. Yes. And it has an expiration. Yeah. So anyway, so I wanted to talk about um, your other experience that you had there because there was quite a large flood mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Yes, 50 inches, 24 hours. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, and my cousin lives on the island as well, Um, and she had to be evacuated. But were you, like, how did you get out of where you were staying? Um, Well, where the the building I was actually in was fine. It wasn't affected by the flooding. Yeah. uh, Really at all. 
Hmm. But people next door, across the street, and all around work. So for the first two days, we didn't have electricity and running water. But it, and it was still raining sporadically, sporadically meaning 23 hours of the day. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we had some breaks, but... One hour. Yeah, one hour. <laughs> one, but it was, you know, here and there. Right. Um, yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience, honestly. So many, so many people went through such devastation. Homes were lost, cars were just flipped, and just there was tons of devastation mm-hmm. for sure. The amazing part, no lives lost on the entire wow. island, not one. Wow. So that was miraculous and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And also the spirit of the people is was the most beautiful thing. So the aloha, you know, many people right. have heard of aloha and they think that it's a greeting of hi or of love. Really, aloha is alo, the face, and ha, the breath of. God, creator, source, wow. put your title to it. Okay. It's like namaste. Right. The light in me recognizes the light yep. in you. It's an honoring. It's a very respectful. And it's, it's so beautiful because mm-hmm. we are the same. So to acknowledge that is a gorgeous thing. Mm-hmm. And to, to, to have the opportunity to be present amongst something that could see people, see the ugly side come out, it didn't. People banded together, and they really took care of each other. We had about 10 people in our house, and it became a fun thing. Like, Mm -hmm. lights are out, electricity's off, but we were just enjoying ourselves, working with what we had, going to our survival instincts, and see what a human being can do when they're really put against the ropes. Beautiful. Beautiful. It just goes to show that it's so important to have conflict in your life. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. it's, It's so important to go through. Yeah. yeah, it definitely um, it really was very profound. So many changes in my experience with myself and my experience with the people mm-hmm. close to me, how I related. And really for me, what I really strongly take away from it is I saw myself in a situation where the only thing that mattered was the next step, literally just what's right in front of me. And how I was able to focus and bring it all into that moment Mm -hmm. and shut everything else out and just focus on, all right, this is the next thing we have to do to ensure our safety and to ensure that we can get to where we need to get to to be safe. Mm -hmm. So it was beautiful. It was, I I consider it a coming of age. Like Mm -hmm. really, um, I was taught there were, there were beautiful people with me and they really were examples and did such a beautiful job of showing me what it meant to be an adult being balanced being calm amidst the chaos navigating with skill and ease talking and Mm. dealing with difficult people there were some people that were challenging and it was all so beautiful it was a massive learning experience and it was brought forth (laughs) by life was that your your best class of the whole thing (laughs) yep and it's still going yeah. No conclusion yet. Wow. Well, I'm so glad that you went and did that. It feels kind of like you left yesterday now that I see you in front of me, but it's Everybody been about is six saying months. that. It's been about six months. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I know. I think because you have really strong relationships with yes. someone that it doesn't really feel like they've exactly. left, right? Yep. 
yeah. So, and so integrating back into Toronto, you were just saying that it, the first couple of days were a little more difficult, and then, For sure. but you kind of feel at home again. I know you're out in Ajax area. Do you feel vulnerable to a lot of energy, or do you feel grounded in your own? It's interesting. I say? used to feel more vulnerable coming into the city. Yeah. Since I was a kid, I've always felt like the city was very overwhelming. And I would kind of like, after a few hours, want to get out of the city. Right. And even leading up to before I left, I could take the city in about a three-hour dose. And then I need to get back to at least where I grew up, Scarborough. Because there's just a little more space. Yes. Um, But today coming in, I definitely felt a lot of energy. But I also Mm -hmm. felt like my chest is more lifted. I feel more Mm -hmm. proud. I feel more able to be here and Mm -hmm. say, hi, this is Ben. No problem. I'm here. You know, whereas before I felt a little more tucked and a little bit more like intimidated by it. And so to stand tall and proud, it feels it's amazing. It's amazing. It feels great. Like you, the way you are stepping up, like it's it's pretty amazing. It's time. time. And as I was saying, like for me, life's a marathon. So I don't necessarily like to impose myself on my experience. I rather wait. And through that patience, the time comes and then I step Mm. when it's time to step. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very selective. Mm -hmm. I'll take my time to observe. And I'd rather use my wisdom to navigate than my mind. Right. My mind's just my tool. I don't don't always use my tools. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk a little bit about... Gotta keep them sharp. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about astrology, because I know Uh, you're really into that. And just some of the things that you were just saying right now. Yeah. It's like, oh, that sounds like a Pisces to me a little bit. (laughs) Would you agree that you're... Very, like, identified with that? Oh, for sure. And, well, I can develop that a little bit. So for me, my my sun sign is Pisces, my moon is in Aries, my rising sign's in Capricorn, and then I have five um, planets are in Capricorn as well. Right. On top of the rising, so there's six, and those are all in the first house. That's the house of self. So there's definitely a lot of earthy... Capricorn, the old senile goat, that's the energy coming through the self. Um, As said, um, Pisces on the sun, that's the 12th sign of the zodiac. But the sun sign will be your personality self, the expression. Mm -hmm. The moon will be the internal felt experience, the thoughts, the response to emotion. And the rising sign will be how others view you. Japanese culture says we have three selves the self that we present, the self that we really are, and the self that others think we are. Hmm. So that also falls into an alignment with astrology. And there's a nice little synergy there between those two. Astrology is a deep rabbit hole. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot to it. I definitely identify with those three different faces. Mm -hmm. And I feel like one kind of inspires the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a dance. You know, because it's easy in in this world to really identify with, oh, that person is perceiving me this way, Mm. I'm that way. But then you know, oh, but I feel a little different. Right. And I show up a little different. Right. So how do you create that nice synergy between them? I think um, recognizing and um, understanding, it's it's a form of psychological understanding of the self. And there's many ways to do that. There's the Myers-Briggs, there's Enneagram, blood types have characteristics in Japanese society is another interesting modality to take a look mm-hmm. at ourselves. 
There's lots of formats. You have human design, lots of ways to psychologically look at ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yet astrology being the most ancient science, Mm -hmm. it gives us a really, really powerful lens. And when you have the opportunity to speak with somebody who's studied for a very long time, you really get this like feeling that there's so much more to it because they can understand karma and these different aspects, past lives come into play and right. it's really profound. Yeah, because I think a lot of people think of astrology as like, oh, I'm just, I'm a Libra. The horoscope. That's, yeah, the horoscope, yeah. right? Like they, that, And then that's why they kind of write it off because they read one thing and it's not really... That's not re- me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or they don't want it to be them or something. But yeah, right. it doesn't resonate with them. And obviously I've read a lot of horoscopes that don't resonate with me. And how could they right. really? I mean, somebody's writing it that doesn't know me, mm-hmm. but is basing it just off of this one exactly. horoscope. or Yeah. And also it... it has a lot to do with like where your planets are aligning at what time. Yes. Um, so I'm learning a lot more about that as well. Like it's, yeah, you're right. It's a deep, vast ocean of knowledge. And it's a multi-dimensional perspective. Um, just looking at say the sun sign and the horoscope and making any kind of conclusion about astrology based on that. Right. Unfortunately is a personal disservice. And it happens yeah. if, if that's with as anything, far as... Really. With anything, yeah. If you take a quick glance at something and make your judgment and then keep walking past, then it wasn't for you. And that's fine. Right. Something else will, will tweak yeah, you exactly. in the way that, you know, is going to potentially right. draw your interest. We receive the messages we're meant to. Exactly. In the way that we're meant to. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but I'm just like loving learning more about astrology because for me, it's really allowing me to understand more about myself and and why I react or why I'm drawn to certain things too, right? Like why am I, why am I um, very balanced in creativity and uh, in a business mindset? Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of different characteristics that I think it's important for people to dive into to just kind of, it it allows, is it like a tool for people to really read up on who they are mm-hmm. and dive deeper into what maybe even what their dharma is in this life too right. because it can really present that forward yes. as well like I was just talking to somebody that I that came into my life um she just asked me to take care of her cat like mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know her but she she turned out to be this really experienced astrologist nice yeah and so she did my uh my reading of my chart mm-hmm. and she was saying that most of the when you do see an astrology chart there's different, I don't know what you would call it, but the lines are on either one side or the other. They mm-hmm. can be all over the place. Mine are fully on the bot- the bottom part of the chart. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's only one that's above it. Most of them are below. And Mine's s- similar as well. Okay. Yeah. And so she was saying that that's actually your life's purpose in this life is to learn about being a human, mm. being here on earth not necessarily as a spirit. Hmm. So having that balance, but the lessons that you get through your life is actually teaching you about relationships, about family, about how to interact with other human beings. Hmm. Powerful stuff. Yeah, I found that really interesting because it really cleared up a lot of the lessons that I've had through my life. So it really hit home and resonated. Yes. That's beautiful. Big time. That's that's the power I see in the exploration through astrology Mm -hmm. is that, deepening and strengthening the relationship with the self to say oh yeah you know to this point my life has been like that and I've had those experiences and it's it's a greater acceptance of self and what a beautiful thing yeah I think acceptance of self is the big one you can own your truth yeah you can really own it 
Yeah, and I think that these are all powerful tools in order to move forward and grow as a person. Whether you believe in it or not, mm. these are tools that are really good and healthy for you. Mm -hmm. Just like I talk about prayer or meditation, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't believe in prayer, but it's scientifically proven that prayer will you know, lower your blood pressure, increase faith, increase self-worth. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different things that these tools actually do, whether you are kind of a believer or not. And it will also open up a lot of doors for you as well. Absolutely. Right? From Speaking more to come life. in. life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. So the other thing that um, you do and that we are actually doing together is this beautiful thing called Reiki. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so how did you get into Reiki because you and I kind of delved into it just last year. Yes. It feels like forever ago, but really yes. I've only been introduced to this for one year. And it's complete, for me, it's completely changed mm -hmm. my energy and uh, how I look at inviting energy into my life right. as well. Beautiful. Yeah. My experience with Reiki, I was in meditation and the word popped into my head and I Googled it. And then I thought, okay, I, I thought, I, I just wanted to explore it. I felt there was some connection to it. Right. And so for me, anytime I, um, I'm looking to dive into something, I first want to experience it because it gives me firsthand knowledge. And So, but when you heard this, so you envisioned this Reiki no, or you heard, heard the word? I, I, I or just a quite, feeling? I don't quite recall. Okay. But I remember just the word right i don't know if i heard it saw it but i knew i knew how to spell it whatever it was it resonated yeah, just like loudly with very me. loudly okay like immediately i came out of the meditation and was have like you, what is so, this so <laughs> but you so you had been meditating before that have mm -hmm. you ever gotten received messages before that so you were kind of open to mm -hmm. receiving sure. that okay yeah because a lot of people would just kind of put that in the, their back pocket. And not, yeah. Okay. I've got one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you found it, mm -hmm. you seem like a person that really like follows your gut. For sure. Instinct and your heart. Like you trust yourself. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a big deal to like to hear something, trust it, and understand that it's something for you that you need to go towards. To jump back for a moment into astrology, for me, that comes out, those six planets being in the first house yeah. in Capricorn and Capricorn being cardinal okay. and very like, Directed. I know, <laughs> I I want, I do. Okay. And in the first house of self. So that's where, okay. for me, that's where that comes in. There's okay. a lot of self-confidence. Yeah. I have to be careful with that. <laughs> yes, it can. Right. It has a, a sharp border and okay. an edge. So Interesting. it's something I have to play with and, yeah. and I'm learning about it. Right. Because um, it, has it cut you in the past absolutely. in terms of making decisions? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So for, from, for me, after I heard Reiki, I Googled it and then I went for a session and I had a beautiful session with a woman named Selena Khan. I went through the session and she asked me, are you very energy sensitive? And I really didn't know at the time, but I, mm. I knew that I was sensitive. So that right. resonated for me. And after the, the hour session, I felt completely different. Right. Um, I felt clear. I felt um, free. I felt light. And things just started to open up for me. Like people were contacting me who I hadn't heard from in a while. Wow. And life just kind of had this nice flow. 
I felt like I was right in that figure eight ebb and flow, just like moving with it. And it was coming to me as opposed to me trying to make it happen. And Hmm. it was a real relief and a, a beautiful experience. It took me a while to then go forward and actually get um, certified as a Reiki okay. practitioner. A couple years, actually. I kind of sat with it after that experience, and I didn't rush into anything. As I said, I really <laughs> yeah. don't like to do that. So Yeah, me neither. I took my time with it, and um, even after being fully certified, um, I've really taken my time to explore it and working on close family and friends and sharing where I can. Hmm. I've... I, Did you trust the experience of it, like, right away? Like, not just no. the experience of it, <laughs> not just the experience of it, but the experience of you being able to yeah, inhabit definitely this energy? Not. Okay. I definitely did not trust it right away. Okay. I was a skeptic. Yeah. I didn't feel that um, I, my mind was telling me nothing's happening. Right. And slowly but surely, and I slowed down and really dropped into it because... So I, I knew so strongly that it worked because of how it worked on me. Right. I just didn't trust that I could do it. And that's where I needed to get out of the way. That's where my ego was jumping in, edging God out, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And from that, being able to truly get out of my own way and stop being my own worst enemy. Right. I had a greater experience with it. And now I, I have a lot of faith and trust in it. I love what you told me the other day because I was practicing Reiki and you said, I find it's best when you just relax and allow it to take over. Yeah. And that was, that's so the truth. The more that I've done it, the more I just kind of allow whatever needs to come through because as a, as a Reiki healer, I guess you could call it, you're not really involved. No. (laughs) Yeah. You're a channel. Right. You're a conduit of an energy. Um, that you are, you mm-hmm. are that energy, yeah. and you're, you're creating a bridge between that original source, touching into your source, and then into another, right. and helping to push out anything that is standing between them, mm-hmm. the being, the mind, the ego, the personality self, right. and that experience of awareness, the pure state of stability, and that thing that can't be touched by this world. Right. Physically. Right. And the most powerful experience I've ever had through Reiki and the, the most powerful message I've ever received is first, acceptance, and second, complete surrender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I keep learning it, right? Because you move through your day, we make you know over 60,000 decisions a day or however much it is. So you truly, like your ego has a place because you have to be able to make decisions. Absolutely. You have to be able to wake up in the morning and get things done, right? Like mm-hmm. there is that balance to everything. But Reiki has taught me that I, there is a support for me mm. that I don't have to, to be fully present for. Right. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. I don't have to do it myself. And you and I have had these conversations where when you do invite that energy in, it's almost sometimes you feel like you're playing a part in a movie. Like this life that we're living is Mm. actually just a movie. And if you look around, like I was telling you that one time I walked under a tree and I just like everything started to move in slow motion because I just allowed this energy to come into my life. And I felt that tree the leaves were falling and everything just, <clears throat> the sun was coming in at that perfect angle for me and everything slowed down and I felt the universe was 
resonating in my heart of this, everything is going to be okay. Like, you are supported. It was almost like the universe was giving me this big hug, and I just stopped, and, like, it took my breath away. And it was just for me, like you said. It, that moment was just for me. There were other people walking by, but everything yep. was really slow. What a powerful experience. Yes. It's something to continually return to, that right. thing that can motivate and animate all of our other actions because we know ultimately there's this thing that's holding us and supporting us and yeah. really moving us in the world. You can't explain it unless you've experienced no. it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I'm so, um, like, I am so honored to be working with you. Me too, absolutely. Um, I think our energies together, like working together is just a, a, a whole other level for me personally. Um, I learn so much from you, but I think we learn a lot from each other and, sure. and just being allowed to be ourselves together yes. allows others to feel that energy as well. So um, yeah, thank you for coming back yeah. from Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, it's going to be a really exciting summer because we um, we have a lot of events coming up. We do have one at Pure Yoga Toronto, actually, and the beach is coming up July 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one at Pharmacia July 19th. And then we're at actually a different yoga studio called Chi Junkie uh, July 20th. Um, so we have lots of com- lots coming up. And then we're actually going to be doing some events out um, in Scarborough at the Guild outside. Yeah. Nice. Speaking of nature, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what else is coming up for you? What do your what do your what do you feel as you've kind of entered back into Toronto and like I know you feel a lot of possibility. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm also um, intrigued to explore as I said that those shadows that came up because um, I see them as the greatest um, the greatest opportunities for personal growth mm-hmm. and moving into greater alignment with that awareness that always is, that that presence of spirit, uh, God, source, whatever creator title you want to put on that, that omnipresent, right. omnipotent, all-knowing, all-seeing energy mm-hmm. that exists and permeates throughout right. all life. Right. So, Do uh, you ever struggle with people um, telling you, like maybe perceiving you as not fully like out there making things happen because you have this all-knowing yes. feeling of like I am supported. <laughs> I don't need yep. to, you know, pound the pavement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that's their trip. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't have to get involved. For sure. You know, For and sure. I've learned that throughout the years. I used to really defend myself. Yeah. And stand my ground. Yeah. And that was useful then. I needed to do that for myself right. in order to have the time to have that break from the society, the normal way of doing things, yeah. to step back from it and to have a time where I could really dive deep into myself mm-hmm. and gain clarity of dharma and purpose. And once I gained clarity in those t- in those matters, then I was able to you know move toward them actively. Right. But I did have to create a boundary and defend what I felt was true for me in order for those possibilities and that mm-hmm. forward elevation of myself mm-hmm. to take place. Because definitely there were many people around me, close family and friends, mm-hmm. that wanted um, they wanted to see more. Right. And um, again, that was their trip. Right. 
But when somebody is okay, so let's let's dive a little deeper. Like if you are, let's say, in a relationship, because relationships, you know, partnerships, especially uh, if you're in a loving relationship mm-hmm. with somebody, um, that can be very difficult because, you know, unless that person is kind of like on the same journey as you. Is there any advice that you can give? I guess if you are, because. You don't want to. Uh, it is their trip, but at the same time, you need to like be able to communicate that with other people. For sure. Yeah. It's a very difficult and fine line. Yeah. Um, my experience with that, I I try as well. I try to give myself the space to just be, mm-hmm. as well as taking care of the practical. So, like right. I said, I have kind of a foot in both worlds where I want to be in a space of being and just receiving what comes my way as well as taking care of what I need to take care of so that I can have the space to just be. So I'm not showing up from a place of uh, desperation or feeling like I have to long for something. I'm taking care of my base needs and then also I'm exploring further into my experience of Mm -hmm. being a being by trusting and having faith. Yeah. But in terms of relationship, it's for me, my experience is it's all about communication, mm-hmm. authentically communicating. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely not been absolutely successful in that in the past. Mm-hmm. So I've learned a lot through that experience and right. through the process of failure. Right. Yeah. And I think that there's also this idea that because there's this fad, the law of attraction or manifestation, which has, you know, there are... There is traction with that a little bit, but um, a lot of people just pray. (laughs) Like a lot of people meditate on things and they pray and they don't understand that there is, there's guidance from the universe, but there's also incorporating into the physical realm of acting upon that guidance. Yeah. Taking action upon. Yeah. I would say that the universe is like a 90-10 relationship. So you go 90% of the way and then the universe delivers that last 10%. So you Mm. really, because you have to almost prove to the universe you really want it, Mm. you know? So you really put it out there and then that last little bit will be, it'll be all good. Like, for Mm. example, for me to go to Hawaii, I worked for two years to earn the funds to make that a reality. Right. I didn't just end up in Hawaii. (laughs) Yeah. It didn't just fall into my lap. I didn't only pray about it. I did that too. Right. And I took action. Although it seemed that way to me because you're like, oh, I'm just going to Hawaii in January. Yeah. And we were all like, oh, wow. And, but the but I had been working at that right. for quite some for time sure. and tucking and the, the money. And that's the big deal with people preparing. is that they don't see the preparation. They don't see right. the planning. Exactly. And th- I think preparation and planning is one of the most significant things in life. And that's what meditation essentially is as well. Is that preparation for being happy. Yep. And to be prepared when the things come your way. Right. You know, to be prepared then when it comes your way, all you're doing is stepping into the thing that you were already expecting. Right. And you're ready for it. Right. And you're more ready probably than you think you are. Yeah. You know, like it shows up and you dive in. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know I would be doing a podcast today. No. But here I am. (laughs) Neither did I really, but <laughs> right? that's how our life has been. Well, working then we're now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Beautiful thing. Yeah. Thank you for showing up today, by the way. Thank you for having me.
we're going to be out there. We're going to be doing some events this summer. So we hope to see you guys there. Um, you can also head to anandayogaretreats.com for any information on how to experience and meet Ben yourself. And I think one of the most beautiful uh, experiences that I've ever had is when we have actually had those Reiki events at in the backyard mm. um, of my house and we've invited different people over and and they've had these incredible shifts themselves just in that really comfortable setting mm. of not really because they're not really expecting anything as right. well so when you go to these events you don't really want to have that expectation of of having yeah. even any anything happen yeah yeah a- as practitioner as well Right. We don't want to have right. an expectation exactly. that I'm I'm healer. I'm going to heal. Yeah. No. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm not attached to the idea of what's going to happen. Right. I'm showing up. Yes. And what is will be. Yeah, and people try to analyze it afterwards as of well. I would just say take the, mind the likes take that. The, take the vibration. Yeah, it likes the comfort of that. Mm-hmm. Take the vibration with you, and it, it still has that healing vibration long after the mm-hmm. the practice has ended as well. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think why some of those experiences in your backyard were so profound is because it's comfortable, relaxed. Right. So yeah. the nervous system's dropped in and mm. is receptive. Right. And open. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, Ben. Thank you, Caitlin. Have a beautiful uh, summer, and we will talk to you again. Awesome. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Live Big Podcast with your host, Caitlin Carver, where we talk to people who are living out their passions and serving the world with light. Be well, serve well, love well.